Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week. This week is super juicy. We are diving into all things human design with a expert and a friend of mine, Michelle, who has been studying human design for over a year. She literally lives her life, her business, and has found her purpose through human design. It is going to be such a jam-packed episode, so if you want to pause this episode to get your human design chart out, or if you are brand new to human design, that is a perfect place to start with this episode because she's going to dive into what human design is, how to find your human design type, and how to start living your life around your human design type and why it is going to literally change the game for you. So stay tuned. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing today? Hi, Jessica. I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I feel like this uh, conversation has been like waiting and brewing from all of the experience and connection we've had over the past year. So I'm so excited. We now have a platform to talk all the things of human design, self-healing, and really the emphasis of who you are. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I think whenever two projectors get together, the conversation is always so juicy. I know it is. Um, but I would love to just start with like inter- introduction of you. How did you find human design? Um, and what do you feel like is the purpose for someone new here that is just hearing about human design? Definitely. Definitely. So I'll give a little insight into how I stumbled across human design and then uh, my experience and then kind of what it is and how you can use it in your life. So I really would say that it all started in 2019. I had actually just secured my first big girl salary job out of college. And six months later, my husband was like, Hey, I have a job opportunity across the country. Do you want to move? And I was like, oh, okay. Um, it was a big decision, right? Because we both had been born and raised in the city. Well, he wasn't born there, but whatever. We were both raised there our entire lives. All our friends were there. Our family was there. But we decided to, to go for it because we could always move back. We, we figured if we hated it. So Where were you living at this time? Yeah, so we were originally living in Wisconsin and we okay. moved to Florida. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So we took the leap, we made the move and, uh, it pretty much changed my entire life. 
Mm. I was so busy in, in hustle culture big time before I had left in Wisconsin. I, I mean, I worked a full-time job. I was a yoga instructor at a studio. So I spent a lot of my extra time there. And then, like I said, all my friends and family were in Wisconsin. So every weekend was like packed with events and hangouts and doing things. So once I moved, my life was like, whoa, I had so much free time because I didn't have anyone to hang out with. I wasn't teaching at a studio anymore. So I decided to take my teaching online. So thankfully I was working remotely at my, at my position in, in Florida now, and I started an online business. And I think anyone who has started an online business knows that you kind of stumble into personal development like yes, right away. So much. Yeah. I feel like it's a part of being a business owner because as a business owner, entrepreneurial mindset, you have to have that space of thinking bigger than yourself. Right. So yes, keep going totally. with the, with the personal development. Yep. So it was like, it kind of just eased into that. So I wanted to start an online coach, like fitness coaching business. Cause I was a yoga mm-hmm. instructor. So I was doing online yoga. I was getting my personal trainer certification. So it it just snowballed into, I wanted to start meditating and I wanted to be more mindful. And eventually I came across something called human design from one of the coaches that I was following. And I was always someone who was really interested in like personality tests. I always, I was like, liked the Enneagram and all of these different things. So human design was just another thing that I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. And it's funny because I looked it up and I found out I was a projector and I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I remember. Really? Yes. Okay. When I found out I was a projector. Okay. So for everyone, we're going to dive deeper into it, but there are like four different types of human design. And one of them is being a projector. And really quick, when I found out I was a projector, I actually felt so much peace because I was like, this makes sense. Why I can't work eight hours a day. I need the spurts of energy. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah, tell us like why you felt so upset when you found that out. Totally. So of course, before I took, before I pulled my chart, I looked up all of the types and I wanted to pick the one I wanted. Right. Uh. (laughs) So I wanted to be a manifesting generator and, um, and looking back now, it's easy to see that I was just very, very conditioned into the hustle culture, I was very conditioned into being this like hard, ambitious Mm -hmm. go-getter. And my complete identity was wrapped around this idea that I wouldn't be happy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I wouldn't be happy unless I had all of these external successes. Mm. And the manifesting generator just had the energy, right? They're very multi-passionate and they have just like the energy to go after all of these things. So I was like, oh my God, that's, that's me. Like, I want to have this energy. Whereas like a projector is more meant to guide others and spend more time learning about themselves or learning about a topic and just keeping space in their day. And I think that that felt good in my body, but I was so conditioned and had this identity that was so not correct for me that it was a lot of resistance at first. So I spent the whole first year of knowing human design, just learning it for myself, but Mm -hmm. I didn't embody any of it. Like I just knew what my chart meant. I knew what all these things meant, 
but I did not change my life to live by my design. Mm. So for all of, for anyone listening that doesn't know what human design is, it's ultimately a guide to your energy. So we all have an aura. So even if you're not woo or spiritual, I actually got my aura red. I love it. Did you get a color? Yes. I'm green. Oh, that is green on the upper Mm -hmm. part of me. And then on the sides, I guess those change and that's yellow. So yeah, my, my energy is heart, heart, heart chakra energy. That is so cool. I haven't ever done that, but I want to, because it sounds so awesome. Uh, but yeah, so like I think of my aura, it's like your energy field. And if you're not woo, if you're not spiritual, I'm with you. My background is in molecular biology, which is like not complete opposite, logical. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's so <laughs> logical. So it, I felt like human design was a really good system to bridge the gap for me because it's masculine mm. and logical enough that once you start seeing all of these things make sense, you can't not believe it (laughs) ultimately. But, um, so human design, it's like the, the map of your aura and it gives you an idea of the energy that you're putting out into the world. It gives you an idea of like the person you were meant to be. I'm a firm believer that every single human was put on this planet for a very specific individual reason and your human design gives you kind of that guide to what that reason is and like who you're meant to be and, and who your most authentic real self is. Cause we are so conditioned at a young age. So your human design ultimately shows you the person you were the second you were born and no one told you who to be, what you should be, what you shouldn't be and that kind of thing. So for me, who I was in 2019, when I found my human design was very different from what my human design was telling me. And that's what caused so much friction and so much bitterness and resentment and anger. Cause I was like, because my identity around what a projector was, was lazy. I thought project, like the idea of what a projector would be is lazy. They're not going to be successful. They are just, you know, not the person that like, oh, dependent was like the one of the other thing. Like I was all about being independent, doing things on my own and not getting help. Right. But I was really just really very much in my masculine, not mm-hmm. honoring my feminine at all. So human design has really helped me create balance in my life. And it's really helped me start to see that there are layers to me that I didn't know were there. And it puts a language to a lot of these feelings that you have that you might not have the words to put to. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think like when I started diving into my projectorness, I felt like the most thing that stuck out to me was the aspect of like managing my energy, but there were places of like, and we'll dive into this right next, but like places of like waiting for the invitation. And for me, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I want, I'm like, I want to be there now. I want to like show people my gifts and offer blah, blah, blah. And the way that human design is kind of curated for a projector, which Michelle's going to dive into all the types, but um, it definitely took me back a little bit, but Michelle, I want to kind of dive now into, cause you kind of just give us an overview of one. Okay. I'm going to link this in the show notes. You guys are like where to find your human design, 
but could you tell us more about maybe like an overview of all the types a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to. So there are, yeah, depending on who you ask, four or five different types. So uh, I'll start with the, the most popular and go to the least, the more rare. So the most popular are definitely generators and manifesting generators. So if you're a generator or a manigen, you're really here to do what you love and you have the energy to do it. However, what happens is that other people can take advantage of this energy that you have, or you feel very conditioned to do what your family wants you to do for a living, or do what society deems is successful, or do what makes a lot of money because you need money to be happy. So you sacrifice a lot of your inner desires to fulfill a role outside of you that doesn't actually feel good. And what's so difficult and different for you is that the other types, we feel the burnout a lot faster. So we'll know immediately when something's not right for us and move on. However, because you have that energy, generators and manigens can stay stuck in something that's not serving them for years and years and years and years. So just think about like family members that you know that are like, oh, well, you know, I got to go to this job, even though I don't like it because I got bills to pay. Like I think we all know someone like that. Right. And that's definitely an example of that societal conditioning around you just work because you need to make money and you need to live. And yes, there is some truth to that. I mean, we live in a 3D world, but there's also the ability to go out and find that joy in, in another way, even if it is outside of work. And there's so many people that I think are just too exhausted to, to even, even explore that. So as a generator or a manifesting generator, start to really tap into your gut. So your, your, your inner guide to decide things for you. Like if you want to go to an event or if you want to start a new hobby, or if you want to, I don't know, wear a new outfit, like just tap into your body instead of your mind and just follow what that like first gut instinct, essentially. Yeah. Follow what feels good and really focus on creating a life that feels fabulous instead of looks fabulous. Cause it doesn't really matter what it looks like as long as it feels good to you. The next most popular type is projector. So that's both Jessica hey. and I. <laughs> so projectors are less energized as many gents and generators. So when gens and many gens do things that light them up, they have energy that could last all day. And then then they go to sleep and then they wake up and they can do it all over again. However, projectors have about half the amount of energy as generators and many gens do. However, it doesn't mean that we have to be like sleeping the rest of the time or literally doing nothing. It's just really utilizing your gifts. So each projector has a very unique perspective or a deep understanding of a system or subject that they have a unique perspective on. So when you're sharing that wisdom with someone else or you're helping guide someone else's energy, that's what you should limit to three to four hours a day. So for me, because my projector gift is being able to take complex ideas and break them into very easy, digestible, like actionable things. 
Uh, I did that with molecular biology. I took a very complex ideas that I did in my research and I had to present on them to people who had never heard or read anything about it. So I had to make it digestible and understandable. Um, another gift, just as an example, is I'm very, very good at recognizing flaws or editing things or correcting things. So I can easily see how something could be better, especially when it's like a paper or um, a project. Like I can just pick up on things. And I use that in my full-time job all the time because I create nutrition facts panels on food products. So mm-hmm. I have to make sure that the labels perfect. are perfect exactly before they go print to be printed. Um, so proofing things. So those are just like two examples of a projector gift that I have. And you can see that it's not like I'm a good painter. Like it's, it's a very, it's a more abstract gift that I can use in many different fields and many different things. So when you're thinking about your gift as a projector, go deeper than, well, I'm athletic. Like, okay, what exactly are you good at with athletics? Uh, Same with, oh, I'm good with computers. What exactly are you good at? Like, what is the actual skill? And then that helps you begin to see how you can use that in different parts of your life. And yeah, so projectors, I feel feel like I could talk about projectors forever just because that's who I am. And that's what I do most of my research with. But ultimately, y'all are here to guide other people's energy. And then when you're not doing that, spend the rest of your time nourishing yourself and nourishing your gifts and getting better at the things that you're already good at. Yeah. So we're great. Anybody who's listening and I'm sure all of you are looking up your chart or already know what you are, but if you're a projector, definitely something to think about too is, you know, managing your energy. So for me, like I work best in spurts, I have to do like one hour work blocks and take a break. When I do that, I get the most done because I just can't handle the capacity of a full nine to five. So when I intuitively was feeling, I didn't want to work a nine to five, my human design just like completely just said, yes, this is correct. And I was like, great, I'm already leaving it. So, um, okay. So we have Manny Jen, manifester, projector, and then what's the next one? Yep. Um, so, so we did generator manifesting generator and projector. So next would be manifester. Um, yep. So manifestors are make up about 9% of the population. So generators and Manny gens make up 70%. Projectors make up about 20%. So the last two literally make up the final 10% of the world population. So manifestors are about 9% of the population. And manifestors are really here to be initiators, meaning that they're here to kind of push people into starting something new, or they're here to kind of ignite and empower people to kind of make a new move. Or they're here to initiate new ideas themselves. So they're here to be that direct source of maybe having a new way to parent or having a new uh, recipe idea that like no one's ever heard of before. Like manifestors are very, very unique individuals, which makes them feel misunderstood most of their life. So if you're a manifestor, just know that your aura, it's closed. And that doesn't mean that like people can't get in, but it is, I've talked to like Reiki uh, masters and different like energetic workers. And they have said that when working with manifestors, they can feel that wall compared to other 
other people and they always are like, are you a manifester in human design? And they're like, yes. So that's awesome. Pretty cool. But just know that people don't know what's going on inside of you. So Mm. it's really important for you to tell everyone what is going on. Like manifestors, they get these urges. So you might be like, oh my God, I need to like go to the farmer's market right now, go get some flowers. Like I need to do this. So you just leave and your partner, your friends, your family that were with you are like, what the hell? Like, where did Jessica go? Like she just left. She didn't even say anything. And And are we, are manifestors supposed to act on that? Like quick instinct? Yeah. So depending on their authority, um, if they're an emotional manifester, then they're meant to wait. But if they're like a splenic manifester, they're meant to do it like right now. Mm. So, so that can vary, but yeah, those internal urges are typically something that you want to evaluate. Like if this is something you should be doing. Um, but (laughs) Karen Curry Parker, a very, very, uh, famous human design teacher. She describes manifestors as like a train going hundred miles per hour. And like, they're just going and like everyone around is just kind of like, ah, I don't know like <laughs> if I should jump on or not. So if you're a manifester, just start giving people the heads up of what's going on in your life. Like it might feel tedious and pointless and annoying to you, but I can guarantee that the more you tell people what you're thinking, what you plan on doing, the less resistance you're going to feel because they're going to be able to get out of the way instead mm-hmm. of being like, where are you going? What are you doing? Why didn't you tell me? Blah, blah, blah. And then the, that's just their reaction to feeling confused or uh, upset because they don't feel included and they can't read you like mm-hmm. they can read other people. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And then we have reflectors, which are the most rare. Yes. Yeah. Correct? So reflectors okay. are they're called the unicorns of the of the Love human that. design world because they make up only one percent of the wow. world's population so if you look at your chart and you see no centers colored in it's completely white you are a reflector and what's so cool about reflectors is that they are really kind of here as like living lifelines i kind of think about it like they are here to be reflections of the environment around them. They're like Mm kind of like the tool that a society or collective or a family can utilize to determine the health of everyone around them. So if a reflector is a stay-at-home mom and she's tired, burnt out, fatigued, headaches, and is just overall grumpy, unsatisfied, unhappy, that's less of a reflection of her and more of a reflection of the people around her Mm. not being in alignment with who they are. So it's really important. (laughs) Yeah. Reflectors can be challenging for people that are very conditioned because they are like a mirror. So they feed back a lot of the stuff you don't like about yourself. They might say stuff that really hits your triggers not even knowing or meaning to, but they're there to literally wake you up and be like, Hey, you could be better. Like you should be better. Here's how you could be better. But people aren't always ready to hear that. And it can be challenging for reflectors because they see, right. The, uh, they see the potential within themselves, within the society, within their friends, with their family so easily. Like they could see 
how much better, quote unquote, something could be. And when someone isn't living up to that, or if they're not living up to that, it can be very difficult to kind of release those expectations. So if you're a reflector, one of the best things you can do outside of like starting to track the moon cycle with your emotions, because the moon pretty much runs your life, (laughs) but um, it's really to start letting go of those expectations you have and learn to accept where people are at currently, even though you might be able to see where they could be, that's not always helpful, if that makes sense. So trying to find a more effective way to help motivate them to, to that potential instead of um, just pointing out, oh, why don't you ever go to the gym? You know how skinny or strong you could be if you started eating vegetables and blah, blah, blah. Like that's not always the most effective way. Yeah. And I think that's noted for every, but I guess (laughs) more so for projectors. Yes. Projectors and reflectors definitely have that tendency to want to correct and like show people like how they could be better. A little bit. Yeah. So as much, (laughs) it was a huge thing I had to work on, especially with my husband, but I'm glad I did. I love that. That's, that's amazing. Cause I'm already thinking about some things that I'm like, oof, yeah, I love to correct things or I love to like, you know, sometimes give advice when it's not asked. And I'm not talking about my clients, you guys I'm talking about like my friends and stuff like that. My clients obviously pay me for advice and, and to help guide them. So that's different. And I feel so super in my juju from that, but um, yeah, that that's really interesting. Something that I want to talk about and I want to pivot into is like, you know, you talk a lot about conditioning and I know a lot of you, um, listening right now have a basis understanding of, of conditioning and programming and just a super high level, because I want to dive a little bit more into the self-healing aspect because human design, you guys is not just for, um, understanding more of who you are. Well, that's the core of it, but there's also so many different layers into it. And I want to dive into the self-healing aspect I want to also dive into the being like a, like deepening your purpose and and being a business owner. But with, when we talk about when Michelle's mentioning conditioning and programming, that is really thinking about all of the belief systems that you have, or if you've already started your healing journey, acknowledging all the work that you've done to, to undo something, whether that be a toxic pattern, a toxic relationship, uh, program that you've been, uh, essentially been putting yourself under, whether that is, um, doing things that don't make you feel aligned, like, you know, your career and job and stuff like that. And human design is so powerful to allow you to tap deeper into those deeper rooted core wounds, I would say too. So Michelle, could you kind of, you know, talk a little bit more about how human design is so powerful when you get to know your type and the the healing element of getting to know your authentic self? Yeah, definitely. Human design, it gives kind of a map to your inner work. That's how I like to think about it. I remember when I first started getting into this space, I remember getting so frustrated being like, okay, all these coaches keep talking about doing the inner work. That's how they got so successful. What are they doing? Like, what is the inner work, right? You you hear it all the time, but you're like, what the fuck is it? Is it meditating? 
is it journaling? What am I supposed to be journaling? Am I, I missing? Just, yeah, I felt so frustrated. I was like, is it affirmation? So it was just like, I felt like there wasn't a good guide onto what I should be doing in as this quote unquote inner work. So human design, it, it kind of gives you a, somewhere to start with this inner work journey. So I can give, use myself as an example. I was someone growing up that always consider myself not very emotional. Like I remember bragging about like not crying for many, many years. And I remember always kind of like teasing people when I was younger about like, if they were crying, like, oh, why are you crying? There's like no reason to cry. And it, it was like this, this big thing of me, like not showing a lot of emotion. Cause I thought that that was what I needed to do, especially as a woman that wanted to be successful in like the science industry it was like, oh, I better not show emotion because men aren't going to take me seriously, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be that emotional woman in the workforce. Mm. So I found out in human design, I'm an emotional authority, meaning I'm someone who has strong emotion all day, every day. And at first I was something like that doesn't really resonate with me. And I challenge you, if you look up anything in your chart and it doesn't resonate with you, I want you to start there because typically anything that doesn't resonate with you or doesn't feel good right away is due to conditioning because you're, you're so not in your authenticity or you're not in your authentic self. That's why it feels the most uncomfortable. And every time I dig into a part of my chart that feels uncomfortable, I'm realizing it's because I have some crazy stories or limiting beliefs, or there's people pleasing tied into this part of my chart. So when I found out that I was like this really emotional being, and I mean, I think I have Pisces in my Venus and astrology for anyone who knows about that. So it's just like more emotions and more, uh, I'm also a cancer rising. So it's like water signs tend to be very emotional. So I'm just like realizing that I have a lot of emotion in my energy. So I started to dig into emotional intelligence. I started to try and express my emotions and start rating my emotions on a scale every day and just started to pay attention to them more. And that kind of opened up the floodgates for me to see that I really wasn't expressing my emotions and how much I was muting myself for from a people-pleasing standpoint. I didn't want to upset my husband. So I would just kind of push how I felt down. And then it's like, once you identify that, you can identify the root cause. So then I started to explore, okay, why do I do this? And it was, came all boiled back down to a very specific moment in my childhood where I was having an emotional reaction to something and I was scolded at, I was yelled at. I was told, we don't have time to deal with your emotions right now. Mm. So from that moment, I learned expressing my emotions is bad. And I know that that's like so much of the work that Jessica does with her clients with this like self-healing, but it's like human design is so helpful of just even opening and giving you the potential of saying, maybe something's wrong here. Like if you would have asked me before, I never, ever would have thought that the way I managed my emotions was, was wrong or incorrect. I don't want to say wrong because nothing's wrong, but I didn't even know exactly. I didn't even know how much better I would feel now, two years later, actively. I mean, this is still a big part of my journey. I'm still working on this, 
but I express my emotions so much more today unapologetically than I ever have in my entire life. Mm. And I describe it as I feel like my life was in black and white before and now it's like in color. Like my life just feels wow. so much deeper. Like I feel happier and I feel even More though I might feel exactly you. exactly exactly. Yeah. So I'm that's just one small example of how human design can kind of poke and prod you into being like maybe the way that you're currently living or functioning or believing or thinking could be different. Mm. I love that so much. Yeah. I think that human design can just really give you those, those, it's like a roadmap to yourself of like, like you said, if there are places in your chart that are open centers, those can be opportunities for you to kind of dive deeper into that. And once you guys like dive deeper into your chart and have Michelle as a support, you guys will understand a little bit more, but it's just such so powerful. And something Michelle, I wanted to ask you too, is that you know, through human design, it's obviously completely changed your life. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear more about, you know, how has human design, like, do you feel like human design helped develop your purpose in this life? A hundred percent. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. I think that human design has given me such clarity on who I am it has grounded me significantly. I used to feel all over the place. I used to feel so busy all the time that I didn't know I barely had time to even think about myself or who I am. Like those things didn't even cross my mind because I filled every single second of every single day with a task or some kind of activity. And looking back on it now, I can see it's obvious. It was because I was afraid of opening that door and being like, okay, what's going on in here? Cause we all have trauma from our past and mine was never addressed. I just kind of worked my way through it per se, like distracted myself. I'm my, my go-to toxic pattern is avoidance. So I'm very good at ignoring the things that I need to work on even in work, like the hard projects, I can catch myself doing other stuff that I shouldn't be doing, you know? And I'm like, here's my pattern. But I did it for my entire life with a lot of the trauma that I experienced as a child. So today I have really been able to ground myself in like who I am and what I bring to the world. And just those couple gifts that I had stated earlier that I have, I think are really my purpose here, like in whatever way they come out. But I really do believe that like, I am here to help correct and and improve things within society and things within the world. And I'm definitely here to help people see a new way of doing things. And your purpose in human design is very tied to your incarnation cross. And this is a very like complex, more in-depth part of human design. So don't feel bad if you like don't know about it, especially if you're new, but um, your conscious sun and your conscious earth are like two very prominent energies in your entire aura. And my sun is gate 17, which is all about creating new possibilities. It's all about mm. just kind of throwing opinions out there to help people think of a new way So I believe right now human design is my outlet for my purpose of helping people 
see themselves in a new way, to have new possibilities and just new thoughts. And just to know that like, if you're not a millionaire, you're, it doesn't make you unsuccessful. And if you're not this like high in demand coach, it doesn't make what you're doing any less impactful. And if you're tired and burnt out and you just want to lay on a beach with some good books and you don't want to like sign up for this like hustle culture, that's cool too. Like, I think that I really just want to help people truly believe that the way that they are already today is enough and good and perfect. And your human design really starts to help you see that and see the power within all of the pieces of you. Mm, wow. Oh, thank you. That was, a, that was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot, but I, I think it's so perfectly stated. And like, you know, anybody on here who's a business owner, who's a fellow coach who is running in their own brand or looking to start something new, this is your indication. Like human design is so impactful. And Michelle just launched her projector mastermind for business owners, which is incredible. So, um, it's just really proof is in the pudding that like being a business owner, trying to deepen yourself with who you are deconditioned to reprogram your mind and ultimately run a business successfully through your energy. Human design is like, it just incredible place to start. Um, and Michelle, I wanted to ask one last question. So, um, are there like, where can we connect with you? And are there any projects that you're working on? Um, any offerings or support that we can get involved with? Yeah, of course. And, uh, before I answer that, I have like one final thing I want to say, piggybacking off of what you just were talking about with like business owners and everything. Like a lot of the times I get asked, like, how can I use human design in my business? Like, how can I use it to, to help my business? And there's so many different ways you can use it. Um, you can use it with your clients at one level, even if it's very foundational, uh, just knowing their type and understanding their energy flow it can completely change the way that you coach them. And it can completely change the way that you provide service to them because a projector is not going to be able to do well, they could, <laughs> but it wouldn't be in alignment for a projector to do as much or as many maybe action steps as a manifesting generator. So when you just have that basic understanding, it can really elevate your client experience, which then in return gives them better results, which gets you more referrals and gets a higher client retention Outside of that, knowing your human design for yourself, it allows you to stay in your own lane. I think that so many people are just doing what their coaches are doing. They're doing what they see other people doing, but they're not actually creating their, their own voice. They're not creating their own unique perspective. Mm -hmm. And human design allows you to understand yourself so deeply that you can start to like kind of niche your own little avenue in your industry and stand out. And I think that that is so important for business owners. Uh, like for me, I just utilize the things that I have. So I help people like that work full-time jobs because I work a full-time job and I love to work with projectors because I'm a projector. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, use the skills that you have. And it's just like utilizing who you already are. Uh, okay. <laughs> so to answer your question, yeah, I love to hang out on Instagram and on TikTok. You can follow me at Your Human Design Coach on both platforms. Right now, I am just kind of 
have a lot of projects brewing, but there's definitely something coming up in towards the end of the year that might be mixing human design with hypnosis. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in, you should definitely uh, follow me and stay tuned for more info on that. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Michelle. And for anyone that is diving deeper into their human design, Michelle is just an incredible resource and support to just dive deeper into your chart. Um, so definitely go hang out with her on Instagram, TikTok, all the fun things. And thank you so much for being here, Michelle. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.